Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Raftery Basham, MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Bernard. And we will have Kristen Burt joining us next with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt joins us. How are you doing, young lady? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous. But I have to read you a list. I haven't read it to the family yet. Have you seen this list of what several NFL players said about what we is a protesting? What we, what we is, is a protesting. That's, what, that's today, a quote, by the way. Today. So several of the NFL players. Have you seen this, Kristen? I haven't. Oh, you got you got to. This is. I haven't. I've only seen two of them, and I already can't wait to see the rest of them. You ready? This will only take about three minutes. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. In a recent polling of 585 NFL players, there are what 32 NFL teams. So I actually it'd be more like 1,600 players in the NFL. So it was about about a third of them. Okay. A little more than a third. About about 35, four, 37 percent, something like that. Uh, In a recent polling of 585 NFL players, nearly all of them were unsure of exactly what they are protesting. They don't know why they kneel. They're just being told to kneel because I'm paying you $15 million. Uh, $1.9 million on average, by the way. The average player makes $1.9 million a year. So you ready for for some, uh, some statements here, Kristen? Go right ahead. Okay, here we go. Why are you protesting? What are you protesting by kneeling during the national anthem? I'm pretty sure it's against the Nazis, especially the white ones. Um. Okay, that's a direct <laughs> quote, by the way. Mm. We're protesting America becoming capitalistic instead of equal. 
hmm. becoming capitalists. Yeah, I think we've been capitalists for quite a while. <laughs> and we've been equal forever. I'm protesting against Trump saying black lives don't matter. I don't think he said that. I'm pretty sure he never said that. Uh, we're against global warming and the police. We're against global warming. So we're just and against and global the warming police. and the police. Every okay. pause, they they just pick a random thing that they've heard on the news. We're showing the world that we care about uh, things such as uh, such as uh, freedom of suppression. Freedom of freedom? suppression. Freedom of suppression. Of suppression. <laughs> now there's a cause okay. I can get behind. Well, yeah. nobody likes to be suppressed. Do you well, like to be suppressed, suppression. Kristen? I can suppress whoever I yeah, want. Yeah, I can suppress Trump. anybody. I feel like you put me down. So you don't you don't like being suppressed? No, who would? Yeah, you're right. I've only got four left, five left. Me and my fellow players are protesting the Constitution of Independence because of what it does to people of color. Constitution the of Constitution Independence. Constitution of Independence. There you go. The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution wrapped up in mm-hmm. one. They're the same thing. i got to save this one for last. There's one i got to skip over. We are protesting Trump because he, you know, keeping the black man down. Myself is kneeling to show that just because I'm American don't mean I got to act like one. (laughs) Yeah. What? These are people making two million dollars a year. I want to act Taiwanese, Dan. Yeah, but this this shouldn't surprise you at all because this is everyone who's out on Twitter with the same grammar and language. These are people who are holding office. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Nothing to do with Annabelle. No, no. no, I bet if you, I bet if you interviewed a hundred of the top politicians in the country about what exactly, like specifically, numbers, statistics, what needs to be fixed, zero of them would be able to tell you. That's very true. Agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, now here's a very important one. This is very important, so pay attention. Why are you taking a knee before the NFL games? This player said, and I quote, we are displaying our right to stand up by kneeling. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, poetry. I mean, not wrong. Not wrong. It's not wrong, actually. Yeah, I know that's not, It's not wrong, actually. Just a convoluted way of saying yeah. it. Uh, thank you yeah. to Greg for sending this to me. And uh, uh, by the way, all above comments, all of them, all above comments are from National Football League players with four whole years of an American college education. Mm, I think they get well, a Well, let's get yeah. into that. She goes, well. Yeah, let's <laughs> dig into that, exactly. Let's dig into that, because that is uh, taking people and passing them through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and not getting, giving them an education. I think some of them would probably like to get an education, but they're very, you know, the joke of, like, rocks. Jocks of like taking geology 101. Yeah, there's a reason that that stereotype exists, and right. I, I do think, especially they make so much money and then they come out on the other side, and especially for NFL, you can have a very short career, you can wind up with CTE. What do you do? How are you making your money? Not everyone gets a lucrative broadcasting job. Uh, what are you talking about? What is was that a shot? <laughs> well, no, you know, a lot of them, you know. The lucky ones wind up on Monday Night Football right. and get a great job. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. you know, have a, a career for another 25 years post-NFL. But a lot of athletes wind up struggling and not knowing what to do and don't have that longevity in the career. And then they burn through their money. Mm-hmm. And we hear these really sad stories. Um, and I wish that the NC, uh, I wish that a college football, uh, along with NFL, set these people up for success for the long haul. 
Yeah. But they're only in it to make the money, both, both organizations. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Well, well they're, they're just they're throwaways. All these people are throwaway entertainers. That's what the, that, in essence, that's our society said that. Oh, you don't matter. We don't care about your head. We don't care about your physical well-being. Hey, you burn through your money. That's fine. You just throw away. Oh, you're done in four years. Oh, we get another one. Another people can't can't wait to get up, come up from nothing mm -hmm. to try to do what you do to make 1.9 million dollars average. I mean, you mold all these people where they grew up. You know that. Well, I I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. A large number of football players came from Western Pennsylvania. I know, you know where a lot of those came from from very simple means. Yeah, at 1.9 million per year, that, that adds up. But that, we don't okay. care. We don't care as a society. We still support this. Yeah, I understand that completely. It's it's it's, it's really. I don't and the know. CTE thing. I don't know if I, if I had a a child. I don't know if I would want to put them in you know football oh God, because. No. The outcome for a lot of these players is just tragic. Yeah. You know, I remember, to tell you the truth, Kristen, I wish you could have met my mother, Toots. She'd have loved her. What? But she told me when I was, let's see, I was, must have been 14 years old. I wanted to play football at North High School, and she said, there is no way I'm letting a bunch of kids blast you in the head like that. It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to sign so you can play football. Oh, what a smart woman. She what was, a smart woman. She was, she was like 50 years ahead of her time is what yeah. she was. She said, no way are you going to play football. Yeah. Well, my son-in-law my son-in-law's had closed head injuries. Oh, playing really? sports, playing sports. Yeah. He's got the two little boys. He's already said, no way are they playing football. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. No, no my, snowflakes chance. My children won't play hockey or football. Do you guys think yeah. that football will even exist in another 25 years? Oh, oh sure. You oh, think so, oh, really? Yeah, we love this yeah, gladiator sport. Oh, we love people getting hurt and seeing them carried off like that. Oh, it is just, it is It is really kind of sad. Come it's, on. A, it's a pathetic even kind of entertainment. Even I enjoy Super Bowl. Yeah. You do? Yeah, it's because you're a boozer, I, though. No, it's because I like chips and dip, and you can have, like, 16 kinds of dip. <laughs> you're funny because you just went, no, I'm not a booze hound. You, didn't, you were even offended by that. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm not. I'm just like, it's so far from who I am. I can go. I, I'm so, we have so much alcohol in our house. My husband and I were trying to take an inventory. I'm like, we can't even have a party because of COVID right now. And I thought, my goodness, we can go like we can have a bottle of wine just sitting there for six months and we haven't touched it. Yeah, yeah. we're the same way. We got some booze in there oh, that's yeah. got to be six, oh, yeah. seven years old. Yep, that's mm -hmm. really here too. Yeah, yeah. just getting yeah. good. We just yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like well, I should look at how well, long some how long of these, these things last. last. I had yeah. a giant bottle of Saint Germain that was probably like eight years old, and I was like, "This the one yeah, Michael gave us goes bad." That was no, the tequila, he gave right? us yeah tequila, which <laughs> I don't even know what happened to that. I don't either. The, so you don't know what happened to the tequila? No, because I don't. I don't drink. When I babysit, I was hitting it. Well, there you go. She drank it all. Were you rocking out? That's what I want to know. Pretty much. Well, I'm There's lucky no because I have a physiological it. mechanism that stops me from drinking too much. It's called the vomit reflex. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no vomiting for you. Vomiting. No vomiting for much. you. That's all I'm saying. That's all there is to it. So basically, we need to take a break here when we come back. But I, I, I noticed now, and it makes me sad. I cannot tell you how sad this makes me, Kristen Burt. Uh -oh. it, look, it looks like a... a at least a thousand theaters in America might close forever. I'm not surprised. 
Oh. Not surprised at all. Oh, that makes me the Regal Cinemas. It looks like their their history. They might come back, but I I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. But we got to talk about that. And it all started because what what movie was going to come out? Oh, was was it a James Bond movie? No Time to Die, and then uh, the Batman just moved. Disney yeah. moved most of their movies uh, all to 2021. Oh, God, it's crushing these theaters. It just makes me sad because we, Catherine and I still love, we went to the Southbridge Crossing Cinema. There were about 10 people in the theater, socially distanced. It was so much fun that nobody was on their phone, nobody was talking, nobody was being an a-hole. Yeah. It was wonderful. Well, they a- can't thrive. No. No, people in a theater either. You need a holes in the theater to thrive. You need a holes in the theater. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Well, it was it was a habit, and now it's not. So people take it more seriously. I'll close with this, Kristen. This is going to really surprise you. But about 20 years ago, I was in a movie theater seeing a movie, and uh, there were three young guys. They're probably 20, 21 years old. Three of them in the front row, that talking in full voice for about 10 minutes, just full. Yeah, what do you think of this? So far, yeah, they're talking like that, right? So I literally stood up and said, hey, shut the F up. And they came and threw me out of the theater. (laughs) (laughs) They did. They came and got me and threw me out. So there you go. We'll be back. More with Kristen Burt right after this. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dumping candy all over the place. I do inspect it. I was dumping the candy because I'm looking for more Rolos for wine bucket. Wine bucket. Oh, that's oh, me. Yeah, Kristen. Only one more. Here's two yeah. more already. I heard there was all some... of the Rolos. Oh my God. Listen to these. I asked him for one thing Another and then he throws tons bag of candy death. turns into a giant <laughs> yeah, really. fist fight. Some We're fist fighting change. over a candy like bag. What do you think of that? What's happening? <laughs> We're battling it out over Rolos. My dad has a giant. It sounds like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like on our end too. What it is. That's what's happening. No, I asked almost for. Fell over. My dad has a giant bag of Halloween candy that he eats when he's here. I do not. <laughs> okay. Um, Rolo. For how few people Rolos. are in the studio that Rolos. eat it, it goes away quickly. Yes. There are other people coming in during the middle of the night. I wanted to ask Kristen about the there's some there. sort of blow up with Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. This was hilarious last night. Oh, so the boy. The show's going on, and it, the show was actually really good. It went very smooth. You know, Tyra's finding her rhythm as the new host. And in the last few minutes, this is when they start calling out couples, and they're saying, so-and-so, you're safe. They leave the stage. 
So they get down, and they get down to um, possibly, I'm going to say, like the last four couples, last three couples. And they go, oh, wait, we made a mistake. Monica and Val, you are not safe. And oh. um, and Keo, you are not safe. But there are three couples, and the other two couples are safe. So there's this, all this chaos. They are running out of time. Because remember, this is a live show. And so uh, Tyra's like, there's a, there's a problem in the control room. Every, every, there's just total chaos. And, you know, again, Tyra's just finding her rhythm. This has never happened in the show. You don't have someone like Tom Bergeron at the wheel who has, you know, hosted thousands and thousands of hours on the air. So she's just trying to, like, go along. You know, the director's in her ear. They get Monica and Val back. You have Annie and Keo. And then the judges have to go and pick who they're going to send home. So that adds another layer of a time suck. And, you know, and Derek's going, well, I think. And, and Tyra's like, you got to go. You got to go. We, we're running out of time. They're yelling in my ear. So, he, you know, they, they pick the couple that's going to go home, and that was Anne Hage and, and Keo Mazzeppe, who was the, her dancing pro. But they have never, even on Good Morning America, I thought they would explain it, there was no explanation of what the technical glitch was. It seems that she was handed the wrong cards, but where did it go wrong behind the scenes? Because this is an SBC-regulated show. It is a competition show. Um, so did someone put the cards out of order? Did someone miscalculate the final tabulations? I'm just kind of waiting for that explanation on ABC, but it led for it was a really dramatic moment on the show. It was hilarious to watch because everyone was just like, what is happening? And, and why is this happening live on TV? And how are we going to handle this and get out on time? Well, how did they handle it and get out on time? They, they just managed to get the, the judges to just shut up, tell, <laughs> tell them who they wanted really? to, uh, to be sent home. And out they went. But uh, Can they I handle the next presidential debate? Oh, my gosh. You know what? It was just as dramatic as last week's presidential debate. So, <laughs> which now is like a distant memory because we've had 18,000 other things happen in the news cycle since the, the debate a week ago. That's true. Yeah. God, I yeah. tell you what. Kristen, you, you want to do yourself a favor. Don't look at the newspapers today. Don't look online. Yeah. Oh, what is today different than yesterday or oh over the weekend or... Whether it's the, the arrogance of Donald Trump talking about, ah, don't worry about COVID, or Joe Biden kissing ass on people of color. It's just, these two, this is what we got to choose from, Kristen, and I blame you. <laughs> totally my fault. <laughs> uh, listen, I, my dad sent me some like insane theory about California and Governor Newsom that he didn't even, he couldn't even source it. He must have been watching, you know, Fox News, and I was I didn't even respond to it because I'm like, where do I go with this? He's like, you're never going to get out of quarantine. I was like, he's right. Oh, and he was just saying, I mean, but we're free to move around. I'm like, do you think I'm just sitting in my house waiting for something to happen? I can go to a restaurant. I can, you know, I go to set a couple days a week. I drive my car around. I'm moving around. So it's just really funny. But I, I think that, you know, certain aspects of the media portray California as, this total dumpster fire. Yeah. And there, yes. don't get me wrong, there are some elements of dumpster fire here, but right. I'm, I'm not sitting in lockdown in my house like we were the first two weeks of March. Totally but different. I will tell you as a father, and my son and my daughter are here, that you will always be his baby girl, so just accept that. 
But why does he have to send me conspiracy theories? That because he's worried true. about you. Oh he's God. concerned. He wants you to move back to Boston. My mom constantly He doesn't live in Boston. He, was, he moved to Florida. Oh, then he wants you to move to Florida to be yeah. with him. My mom constantly sends me weird things from Twitter, and I'm like, Mom. <laughs> my mother is... Leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. Leave me alone. Catherine, Catherine, you pick up the most interesting things on Twitter and respond to them, and I'm always like, where did she find them? I know. It's I know. very weird. I follow strange people, I guess. Oh. You're a strange people. I was supposed to ask you, Catherine, about this. Several listeners said, you know your buddy Paul Mercurio? And I said, yeah. He said, he's going after Trump like he's psychotic. Yeah. And he knows I'm not on Twitter, but he said, apparently, just ask Catherine to read it to you. Yeah, apparently he uh, he had COVID. Paul did? Yeah, like a bad case of it. I okay. didn't know that. And also because he hadn't been working for so long because right, he worked in Manhattan. Right. Yep. And so he's uh, he's he's a little pissed. About what? Oh, the world, I would say, at large. So well, he's, he's Why is he going after Trump? Because of COVID. COVID's not bad. <laughs> Now, this was before he's never, then. He feels better than he did 20 years ago. That's because That's he's on said, steroids. Yeah, it's because he's so many drugs. Hey, yeah. I feel great. I'm like, yeah. I'm I mean, I, it is, I think any family that has gone through a serious case of COVID or lost a loved one, I think some of the comments seem definitely seem flippant and callous. Yeah. Um, I follow Amanda Kluth. She lost her husband, Nick Cordero, who had no underlying conditions, was 41. It, you know, their their child just turned one. I, I was mean, just there's a lot of sadness. There. I was just looking at her Instagram like right oh. before this. Well, how is that his fault? Well, no, she was just talking about how because Trump said like, "Don't let it scare you. Don't let it get you down." And she's like, "My husband died. I guess we let it get no, us no, down." No, no, no. That's not who he's talking to. He's talking no, to the average person. Why don't people understand? He's that? talking to everybody. Like, don't let it get you down. Everyone. She's like, "Uh, well, killed that, my husband." How is so. that any worse than someone saying, you know, motorcycles aren't that dangerous? I ride one every day. Motorcycles exactly. more likely to kill you per ride than if you get caught. But you know so. that, Rick. If I hop on a miter- motorcycle, I know the risk. I'm wearing yes. a helmet because there's a possibility of a head injury if I get into an accident. What, COVID is invisible. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to give it to me or not give it to me. And I don't know how my body's going to react to it. Mm-hmm. I may be asymptomatic. I may have mild symptoms. Or I'm in the hospital being intubated. Well, I but no, you can't say the same thing about a motorcycle. You don't. You never see that car that hits you. Yeah, but no, you so, can just not yeah. get on a motorcycle. Well, but I know the in general. Yeah. Then, I, you know? I don't get on a motorcycle. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, like I would I, never ride a motorcycle because of the risks of riding a motorcycle. Well, you're a big just right. in because general, and I'm not, you know, like, it's like you can't. There's a yep. risk that you. So my risk of dying on a motorcycle is zero because I will never ride one. Yet you right. don't. You don't care about influenza. And you have a great a risk of dying from I do from care infl- about influenza. But, but, I do. But, but that same thing. It's the same virus. It's the same kind of thing. You can't see it. You don't know. You don't know how sick you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get sick if you've had the immunization or not. Are and flu you jokes offensive? And if, because... you, and if you don't know you're going to get sick, you don't know if you're going to die. And people who with on no underlying conditions, who are not elderly, die from influenza every single year. In fact, in fact, in 2018, the CDC estimated up to 95,000 people died from influenza. That was 2018, 2019, over a six-month period. There you have well, we've it. Had over, but COVID then is over 200,000. That's over 200,000. That's where crisis so many. Are we calling this like, it's a super virus but, for but, sure but in comparison to the flu? It still hasn't surpassed the per capita death rate 
for the 1957 flu. That's correct, yeah. Well, I mean, even if it had, it's still, you know, like, is it okay to make a joke about a virus? Because every virus kills people, you know? Well, even the littlest viruses have killed someone but out there. But he wasn't making a joke. He was just saying, like, it, I think, I mean, if I... If Dan had died of COVID, I think I would have been real pissed off about what Donald T yeah. Trump said because I'd have been like, it killed my husband and he's saying he feels better than he did 20 years ago and that's don't let it get you down. Like, that's complete. <laughs> oh, and also, it's just a complete disregard for the fact that it's. I'm also going to say that the president, of course, gets top-notch care, and not everyone yes. who right, especially right. got COVID early on got top-notch care. You <clears throat> know that. There was a lot of issues. They didn't have. Now they have a better grasp on on some of the medications that will, you know, get the get people out of the hospital faster or not even have to be hospitalized. Mm -hmm. However, it's not fair when we also have a healthcare battle in this country to just say like we're great, I'm fine. Of course he's fine. He, we're going to try and keep the president alive because it's in everyone's best interest, whether right. you like him or not. Well, we got to take a break here, but I will quote my uncle Ted when I was a little oh, boy. Goody. When my Uncle Ted said, Tommy, I opened up the window and influenza. <laughs> I, as a kid, thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I thought that was hilarious. We'll be right back. More with Kristen Burke. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Something I wonder happened. why that is. She got, Kristen got disconnected. Maybe my Uncle Ted hung up on her. Ted. Except for Ted's been dead for many years. He probably didn't. Ted's dead. You guys are. Now, Catherine, did you. No, you never did meet Ted, did you? He was already dead before, I think. I'm, maybe I don't once? think you did. Maybe yeah, once. Maybe once yeah, you did. Maybe once. My mother's brothers both died very young. One was murdered and the other one died very young. Just the way it was. You yeah. know, when men were men. When men were men and got murdered by being thrown off of tall buildings. <laughs> things like that. Oh, you mean he jumped? No, he got thrown off. He did not jump. <laughs> I'm here to tell you he didn't jump. Oh, and uh, the saddest thing about it is, oh, so my mother's ringing her hands. And, and uh, I was the only one home with my mother when she got the call that her brother had been murdered. And the, the, the princess phone was swinging back and forth because she screamed and dropped the phone. And it would swing back and forth. Because remember they used to hang on the wall? Yeah. And it would swing back and forth. I'm looking at what going, what's that all about? That's That's really weird, you know. And then I realized that, you know, I was 13 at the time when he, when he was killed. And then the big discussion, well, what are we going to tell Mom, Minnie, my grandmother? 
And they decided, well, we're just going to have to tell her he slipped in the tub. You should have seen this guy. If he slipped in the tub, man, he must have been about 50 feet tall because of the damage done to him. I don't understand. I don't understand the go-to thing is to lie. Yeah. You just tell. I mean, people will accept You ever been around my family? <laughs> yes, people that, will not. And that's why I don't are understand why the go-to the, thing is to lie. There, there was a re, there was a reason why. The reason, say it. There's a reason why her brother ended up the way he did because there, there, there's there's a history yeah, there. You don't of, just you, they don't throw you off the building for no reason. That's, that's right. true. Not generally. Kristen, you want to hear about my uncle being murdered? <laughs> uh, that's cheery. Yes, Happy that's Tuesday. Yeah. Happy oh, Tuesday. God. I can. Did you hear the part? I, I, well, you heard the part of. That was my Uncle Ted. His younger brother, Augie, was the one that was thrown off a building and killed. But here's the best part. Okay, I want you to picture this one. Okay, you ready? Yeah. My Uncle Augie was a very handsome guy who was about 6'3", 6'4", something like that. Never worked a day in his life, but he had a a car and a driver. And we never understood where that all came from as a kid. He never goes to work, Mom. Why does your brother never go to work and yet he has a, a car with a driver? Dealing with drugs. Come oh, he was on. not dealing drugs, no doubt about that. But so he gets thrown off a building to his death, right? And then when they go to bury him, there was no money because my family was extremely poor. And there was no money to bury him properly. So I go to his funeral, and the casket. Now remember, he's six three, at minimum, maybe even six four. I go to his funeral, and he's in like this five foot casket. And I'm thinking, what the hell? What? They said, well, it's the only one we could afford. It was like this wooden five-foot casket, right? And I said, well, what? how did that work? And I found out later, they cut his legs off at the knee and tucked them up under his waist. That's how they fit no. him in the casket. Okay. They cut his legs off. Wow. And fit him, like lodged him into the casket. Like, Jesus. They dismembered him. They dismembered him so they could bury him in a cheap casket. <laughs> so, so I'd like to point out to these oh. bastards in Washington, D.C., there are a lot of very, very poor people out there that, uh, that are white that need your help, too. So let's not just keep blowing by all those honkies, okay? They're destitute, and they need your help. Kristen, there's your, there, that, that's the scene that you write the, write the screenplay, yeah. make <laughs> exactly. the movie. That's your, that's your ticket out of this. Yeah, Augie the your Handsome. Ticket out. Augie the Handsome. He was five feet Augie. tall when he died. <laughs> oh. Augie. Poor. I love that name. Oh, you'd have My loved husband, him. Um, his, um, his uncle was named Augie, too. And I was like, that's such a great name. It needs to make a comeback. Yes. The gal that. I know two Augies. Except that for we have an too. Augie strip club in downtown Minneapolis. And that's nah, all anybody knows. No, I know. Strip club. I know. It's just a bar. Fun's one of Fun's. Well, Friends is named Augie, and I used to nanny a little boy named Augie. Tony Lee's son's name is Augie. There you go. That Coming back. Name. It's a great name. One, of them is, uh, one is August and one is Augustus. And they both go by Augie. But the only problem with Augie is there were three kids in my mother's family, and my grandmother was very Catholic. So my mother's name was Theophila, which is Greek for the love of God. For the love of God. Love of God. Her, <laughs> her brother's oh, name was... Saints was Theodore, which is the love of God, and then there's Augie. And then there's Augie. <laughs> so you got love of God, love of God, Augie. <laughs> Actually, Augie, the Augie August, that I know, yeah. yelled at me for saying for the love of God once. Uh, so, well, see, so there you go. Maybe it's him. 
I was at his house and Fawn was jumping off of their furniture and I went, for the love of God. And he goes, don't say the Lord's name in vain. And I was like, okay. Oh, where are you <laughs> hanging out? <laughs> I was well, I like, okay. Well, Sorry, Yogi. We need a ruling on that. We need a priest. Is that blasphemy? I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to work it out. I don't know. But I remember I was like, he yelled at me. He's eight and he yelled at me. No, Christy, did you grow up Catholic? I did. Yeah, because I was going to say, you grew up in Massachusetts. Everybody in Massachusetts is Catholic. <laughs> they are. And my mother came from, is the oldest of six kids, so there were big families. Yeah, oh, yeah. My husband is very Catholic. He's one of seven. I'm one of seven. Wow. Very Catholic. So, so, yeah. so uh, when was the last time you were at confession? That's just that's just below mortal. That's just below <laughs> laughing at that. Just below Where mortal, Kristen. <laughs> I am a, a lapsed Catholic, and I've been a lapsed Catholic. My mother said that um, once I got confirmed, when I got confirmed at sixteen, I was allowed to do whatever I want and choose my religion. And I was like, bye. <laughs> I was out. Um, of course, I marry into the most Catholic family, and um, I was laughing because. Once, if you come from a large family, usually by kids six and seven, things get a little bit looser and they forget about things. My husband never got confirmed for some reason, and his mother really wanted him to get confirmed, so he got confirmed like two years ago. Oh, oh so, there you so, go. so sweet of him. That's yeah. very nice. It yeah. is indeed. So, how, how are they, how is Massachusetts going to handle, uh, you know, the, though Joe Biden is Catholic himself? How are they going to handle the way the, the Democrats are treating Catholics now? That's got to be a little tough for them to handle, isn't it? You know, I don't know, because just because I haven't lived in Massachusetts so long, and I right. think it's much more diverse than it was when I was growing up. Because even when I was growing up, there was still the legacy of the Kennedys. Like, you always right. felt right. that you lived under that umbrella still. And I don't feel like the legacy of the Kennedys um, exists anymore. In fact, one of the Kennedys just lost their race for Congress. Yeah, they Congress. did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so it's interesting <clears throat> to see that shift um, and that, you know, JFK. JFK, and of course, had JFK Jr. lived, I think it would have been a much different situation. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might be right about that. You know, I, I think that the uh, nation's royalty, which wa- which were the Kennedys, has shifted to uh, entertainment and yep. particularly Hollywood. Totally. Yeah, Our they're princess, big Hollywood. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they are here in the state. Oh, God, I hate that woman so much, I can't even tell you. Why? Oh my God! Her, her constant running she's her mouth. Royal. Now she's saying that the royal family's racist. Of course she is. <laughs> well, she got treated. She got horrible treatment from the British media. That is not equal to what William and Kate got. Completely different. And there were racist undertones in their coverage. When, by the way, Prince Andrew was an associate and a good friend of Jeffrey Epstein, and he doesn't even get that. Treatment. I know. That Isn't that sense. amazing? So let's. Call it what it is. That's you because have to Harry's agree with a redhead. Megan does, but let, let's talk about let's talk about Prince Andrew because she's the one who's the problem in the family. Well, you got that right. There's no doubt about that. So I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. But this whole deal—if my mother heard them talking about Catholics, because she was not an extreme—I mean, she was very Catholic, but she was not that charismatic Catholic or whatever the deal is with the people that. Uh, I don't know. They got all these special magic tricks in part of the Catholic Church that I never knew magic about. Tricks. And I grew up Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, this whole deal about you can come back. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> he doesn't even know the trick. Hey, we the didn't get the trick. About you can come back. <laughs> but yeah, 
Chris <laughs> Kinberg, back. if you <laughs> walked into my mother's house on the living room wall, when I was a kid, there was a picture of the current Pope, a picture of yeah. Jesus, a picture of, uh, let's see, the Pope, there was Jesus, there was JFK, JFK yeah. and you know who the fourth one was? Dean Martin. Martin. <laughs> Dean Martin. <laughs> Can't blame her for that one. Nice, nice Catholic boy, Dean Martin. Oh, she had to have him up there. Rosary too. every night. Yeah, she oh. said the rosary every I night. Love yeah. it. She did indeed. Pisses me off when people go after Catholics because they're not the kind of Catholics my mother was. As a matter of fact, she went to one of those charismatic Catholic deals once, yeah. and in the middle, she goes, "What the hell?" <laughs> I don't see her being. Yeah. She doesn't like. She didn't like anything well, charismatic. No, no. it's not. That's very true. And the church suffered from the sex abuse case. I think a lot of people. Yeah. My family, a lot of my family members left the church over yeah. the sex abuse case. We had a family member, unfortunately, who was abused, and we also yeah. had a priest in our family who was accused. Oh. So, um, oh, yeah, it's yeah. one of those, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those that you, and I see the damage done to my family member as a result, so you, you know, you sit there and you get angry. You get angry. Yeah. yeah. We will close with this because we got to go. <laughs> Somebody, were one night we're sitting around, just a bunch of friends playing cards or whatever the hell we were doing, and somebody said, so Tom, uh, you're Catholic? And I said, yeah, I'm Catholic. He goes, do you have any priests in your family? And my friend goes, yeah, right. <laughs> no, not a lot of priesthood there. No. Apparently, not a lot of priesthood yeah, in no, my You're no my priest line. material. No. Kristen, you're always a ball to talk to. It always goes way too fast, sister. It does, but I'll be back next week. Sounds great. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.